Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And, and we're, we're keep keeping busy. busy. Not the best synchronization, so. but right. <laughs> Welcome back to Keeping Busy. Welcome back. It has been a crazy summer. And it's at a close, and yet it's still 90 degrees today. Yeah, very, very hot. Yeah. And very sticky, gross, and humid. Yeah. One might almost say it feels just shy of tropical. Oh, speaking of tropical, segue, segue. <laughs> you know what's a great Hawaiian dessert is huapia pie. Huapia pie. Huapia. <laughs> that's what we made, and that's what we'll be talking about this episode is our huapia pie. Mm-hmm. I think we both used the same recipe. Did you do the, um, the one we, you had sent to me when we were looking at them? I really don't remember which one I sent to you. I think it was from All Recipes. Let me see. Yes, it's on All Recipes. I found it. I looked at... I have two tabs open, and I keep my tabs open on my tablet until we talk about things. One is for delish.com, and the other Mm -hmm. is hawaiimagazine.com. And both of them are identical. Interesting. So I'm looking at coconut, huapia, and chocolate pie. I'm not going to open your tab, so tell me what the, the recipe is like for yours. All right, so you have a, a normal pie crust that you would have in a, like an apple pie kind of pie crust. There is a cup of milk, a can of coconut milk. This has a tablespoon of coconut extract, but I skipped that. Um, one cup sugar, one cup water, half a cup cornstarch, seven-eighths cup chocolate, one and a half cups heavy cream and a quarter cup sugar, but that's just the whipped topping. Mine is just about exactly the same. Okay. Except it has one and a quarter cups of chocolate chips, which is, mm. I think, a little more normal for most people than seven eighths of a cup. Yeah, that's of a really chips. strange amount. And it does not include the coconut extract. Yeah. Spoiler alert: I think it could have used the coconut extract. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. The coconut flavor was definitely uh, shadowed by the chocolate. Very much so, I agree. So very similar. I mean, we ended up doing basically the same recipe. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the chocolate layer under there. Now, what I didn't realize when I first looked at the recipe is that it's not just a chocolate pudding layer. You are adding the chocolate to half of the coconut pudding. Right. Um, the huapia actual layer of it. So you're having coconut in the top and coconut in the chocolate, and somehow the coconut still doesn't come through. Yeah, it's just too delicate of a flavor when you're competing yeah. with, this recipe specifically says a high cocoa butter content chocolate. So it's a strong chocolate that you're dealing with. Yeah. Coconut's just not, you can't win. Sorry, coconut. And I'm wondering, too... Um, it uses, This calls for a cup of milk and a can of coconut milk. I'm wondering why it doesn't just use all coconut milk. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to affect the final texture, mm-hmm. um, but I'd be curious to see if you could make this, you know, basically non-dairy other than the, I mean, the whipped cream on top is optional anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at, at the instructions here, and you are bringing the coconut milk the milk yeah you boil it and the sugar and then you add the cornstarch but is that just to to make the cornstarch start to thicken things up i imagine so that and dissolve the sugar 
It's not like you're boiling it very long. Oh, yeah. I think that's just to bring it up to heat enough so that when you add the cornstarch, it doesn't take so long to simmer it. Because it does say, uh, at least mine does, that once you add the cornstarch mixture, you want to keep it over yeah. low heat until it's thickened. And so you want to have that heat already in there. Otherwise, if you just, you know, throw the cornstarch into cold milk, coconut milk and sugar, it would take also probably a lot longer to bring it up to temperature. Yeah, so the milk isn't really doing anything. No, I don't, it doesn't seem like it. I, it seems like, you know, coconut milk has a pretty high fat content unless you get low fat, which I don't recommend. So, I mean, the the cornstarch should be emulsifying all of the the fat and stuff in the coconut milk anyway. I wonder if some people think that all coconut milk is too coconutty flavor. Well, too if much. it has you adding coconut extract, they're clearly acknowledging that the coconut flavor is not as strong as it should be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I wonder, um, I didn't look at any of the just plain, you know, Hawaiian coconut pudding recipes. I wonder if those have all coconut milk or a mixture as well. Because you can just make the coconut pudding part separately. True. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to peek at a recipe right now. So this one does. This is just the slab mm-hmm. of the coconut pudding. So this says one can of coconut milk, five tablespoons of cornstarch, granulated sugar, and water. So you are in this version simply heating up the coconut milk and sugar and then right. adding the dissolved cornstarch. So maybe it's a, it must be a, no, I was going to say a thickness, or like how solid it gets, but that would just be the cornstarch. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery to me why you would change it out for, for regular milk. So did you enjoy this? I was just going to ask you, how did you like it? <laughs> I wished it had more coconut flavor. I'm not big on straight up chocolate. I mean, I'll eat some chocolate, but I don't want a whole pie of chocolate. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely would have, maybe next time if I do this again, I would do like three quarters coconut and try and spruce up the flavor in that and then only mix the chocolate into a quarter of the coconut pudding. Or, you know, it would be really great <laughs> if instead of putting the coconut pudding on top of chocolate pudding, if you did a much thinner layer and simply did a chocolate ganache. Hmm. Almost just enough to coat the bottom of the pie shell. Yeah. And then put the coconut in on top of that. I would like that. What did you think about the texture? Uh, the texture had an interesting squish to it. Mm. Uh, it. It was thicker than a pudding, but not approaching a jello. So, so the, the bounce was a little weird. I was surprised. I mean, it looks that way because it's so sliceable in pictures. It does look that way, but um, I was still surprised at how thick the cornstarch got it. You know, there's no gelatin in it, and it seems very close to having gelatin in it. How did your pie look? It looked really good. Okay, I'm sending a picture. And I shall send you mine. I did. I found it very satisfying how well the layers kept their shape. Yeah. <laughs> in the cross action, I could see the areas where um, I had spread the coconut, so the chocolate kind of mixed in just a little bit. That's how distinct it was. It was like locked in time. Ooh, yours is even more distinct than mine. That looks good. Well, it had set for 
about a full day in the fridge before I cut it. So it was pretty cold and set up. I do like how it looked. Yeah, it looks really cool. And where I am not offended by chocolate pudding pie, <laughs> I'm certainly going to eat this whole pie. Yeah. This will not be a problem for me. I'm just sad. I really, the only Why? thing that disappointed me is the lack of coconut flavor. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the big selling point of this pie is that it's a healthier pie, which happens right? big on coconut. It was supposed to taste all tropically and delicious, and I really wanted to put toasted coconut on the top, and I forgot to do that. I also saw, saw some recipes that had the huapia in cake instead of pie form. So, like, you'd have a layer on top and a layer on bottom, and the coconut pudding would be kind of like, you know, a custard filling or something in the two in between the two layers of cake, oh. which I think would be very interesting. Yeah. Like, what if you did pineapple upside-down cake with huapia? Ooh. And then it was kind of like a pina colada cake. That sounds good, yeah. Yeah. What I would do if I made my own little, like, jelly donuts, just some little donut balls and squeeze some huapia in the middle and then let it set up, roll it in some just sugar or... I don't know if I could get it to stick to... I'm sure there's a way to get it stick to toasted coconut but something like that after it's set up that would be really good i think that sounds yummy so huapia pretty good yeah um it has some room for improvement Mm -hmm. but i don't dislike it what would you think about a graham cracker crust with that i thought about it just because i have a box of graham crackers Uh i didn't do it because i was concerned that the graham cracker crust would have too much flavor hmm but it ended up that the chocolate was too overwhelming for the coconut anyway, so... I had also considered just a shortbread crust. Ooh. Rather than... Because, I mean, you go through an effort to try to make, like, a pastry crust um, flaky and lovely and golden, and then you shove a whole bunch of stuff in it and you never really notice. Yeah. When you have <laughs> a pie... The star of the pie show is the top crust, not the bottom crust. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the bottom crust is really just there to get the pie out of the pie plate. You're not like eating the bottom of the pie crust going, ooh, this pie, but this is so flaky and buttery <laughs> on the bottom. True. So it just seems like a waste of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I was worried the graham cracker crust might be too crumbly for a pudding pie. But after tasting it, I think oh. that it wouldn't have had a problem because the filling was so stiff. Yeah, that's true. I just but it might have gotten soggy. Yeah, maybe. So would you would you make it again? I would. I would make it again. I would change it a little bit. I don't think I would make the recipe again just as it was written. I definitely would either use all coconut milk or a combination of coconut milk and milk and the coconut extract. I would also maybe, and I don't know if this is like sacrilege for huapia, but I might actually put a layer of sweetened coconut in the cake or in the pie. So imagine you get the the pudding on the bottom and then a very light layer of some sweetened coconut on top of the chocolate before you put in the coconut pudding. So it's just like a little bit of chewy extra coconut in the middle. How about you? I I did 
think it was okay. I don't think I'd make it again. Mainly because my husband doesn't like coconut. Oh, that makes it difficult. Yeah. No one wants to eat an entire pie by themselves. Right. Um, So if there was like a themed event, I might crack this out. Yeah. I did. I did think that it was, you know, with its flaws, a tasty dessert. The beautiful thing about it, though, is you can definitely scale down the coconut pudding part and kind of maybe even do like little ramekins. So you can make yourself very easily just a couple ramekins for a couple nights worth of dessert. Yeah. And try some different variations like throwing some sweetened shredded coconut in one, throwing some chocolate chips in another. Mm -hmm. Trying out some different proportions if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fun. Because it seems very easy to play with the... uh, with the portions on this one. Yeah. So, from Hawaii <laughs> to Japan, we are going for next week what? Ooh, let's not do that yet. Oh. Have you done anything else lately? Like your dress? I have been very busy lately, if I may say so myself. My dress is almost done. And by almost Ooh. done, I mean those last finishing things that I never end up doing. And the <laughs> I know. Like, oh... You want me to do the hem in twice? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, you want me to go around and snip all my corners? Ooh, no. So I have the fabric, the outside fabric, completely assembled. I have the lining completely assembled. I have the zipper on, the lining sewed to the fabric, just at the neckline and in the pits. I still need to attach the shoulders. I need to uh, do the hem. And I need to do some cleanup around the zipper, some a little bit of hand stitching. So I'm very close to being done. I actually awesome. attempted to sew the shoulders together, and I screwed it up yesterday. And so I had to go back, and I uh, ripped the, the stitches out, and I just need to redo that. The hem, oh, I'm so, I hate doing hems. They suck. Agreed. Did you start baby version? No, I was waiting till I finished my version, because that'll motivate me. I keep thinking, so it's it's beginning of September now, and this is this really is a summer summery dress, so I mm-hmm. need to get on that quickly, but luckily the summer's been extending into September, so I have extra time to actually wear this thing, hopefully. Plus, um, you could do it, it looks like the kind of dress, I mean, the pattern is very summery, but it looks like something you could wear over tights in a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, or you could have like a little jacket thing over it or something. So I could wear it into fall. It's just, it is a a light, like an off-white base. So there's a point at which, you know, don't wear white. Don't wear white after Labor Day, which is right now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I might do it anyway. So besides the dress, I had my snack week at work where, I think I mentioned this in previous podcasts, each week, um, an employee volunteers to do to bring in snacks for everybody all week long. And it's a completely voluntary thing that somebody came up with. And um, I decided to pick five, one for each day, really simple, like three to four ingredient recipes that are all something that I would never do normally. Cake mix plus one thing or plus two things. Ooh. And uh, that turned out, like, really fun when I stopped being all snooty about it. <laughs> so what are some of the um, the recipes you used? I tried pistachio pudding cookies, which were a big hit. That, really? Yeah. That was white cake mix, p- 
pistachio pudding mix, two eggs, half cup oil, almond extract, and white chocolate chips. And they were very tasty and a beautiful green color. I love pistachio pudding. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I like really love pistachio pudding. (laughs) They, They came out really tasty. So if you just have pistachio pudding laying around, it was an easy wow recipe. Yeah. And then I did strawberry lime gooey bars, which I overcooked so they weren't super gooey. But that's a strawberry cake mix, butter, egg, lime, white chocolate chips, and sweetened condensed milk. Then caramel blossom cookies, which was a caramel cake mix. Okay, hold on a second. These strawberry lime gooey bars uh-huh. totally look like a melted, congealed, and this doesn't sound good, but I'm I'm trying to make this sound good mm-hmm. <laughs> a melted congealed version of the strawberry shortcake good humor bars yeah <sighs> they were, is that how they taste kind of they were really good the strawberry flavor was really good and they had just a little bit of the tangy limeness yeah um and like a strawberry margarita mm-hmm. so the strawberry Ooh. bars and the pistachio cookies were the two winners big hits yeah for, for the week um, I did these caramel blossom cookies, which look like the um, just the little cookies where you put the Hershey's Kiss in the middle. Yep. But it's with a caramel cake mix, butter, and I can't see the last ingredient. I think it was an egg. And uh, you just put the Hershey's Kiss in the middle. So that was really simple. I don't think I've ever seen a caramel cake mix. Yeah, that took, took some looking. Hmm. And then this one was fun. It was a orange cream cupcake. It was white cake mix plus one 12 ounce can of orange soda. Hmm. And you just mix it up, bake it per the regular instructions, and then I just did a, a simple buttercream on top. Did and you like those? They were pretty good. They weren't much to look at because they didn't rise as much as like a cupcake does, but they were very tasty, very moist. It was wonderful. Ooh. So and it sounds like they were. All pretty successful. Yeah. The last thing I did was a cheesecake brownie, which was just brownie mix, cream cheese, egg, sugar. They were all wonderful. So is everybody pretty amped about the next time you bring in snacks? (laughs) Hopefully I only do this like once a year because I'm hoping (laughs) there's enough people that everybody takes a week. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work, even though they were fairly simple recipes. Yeah, it was, it wasn't too bad. Uh, but I did get a lot of like, oh, I can't believe you did this with a baby at home. You're so impressive. And then I could just giggle and say that was two ingredients and I put it in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't have told anybody it was so easy. You're like, yes, uh, I am super mom. I am amazing. And the very last thing I did was my baby got a corrective helmet, which um, I don't know if listeners out there are familiar with, but if babies sleep uh, on one side of their head too much, they can get a little flat spot because their skull bones are so soft. And so squishy they get a little baby heads, little squishy baby heads. So they get a little helmet to help round it out before the bones start to harden. And I was trying to find a way to easily put some decorations that I could swap out. So I tried to make easy DIY window clings using Mod Podge. <laughs> So I thought, like, ah. the, the little decals you can put on the window that come on and off really easy, something yeah. like that. Uh, they did not come out well. I could not get them off of the wax paper I made them on. 
The end. Your turn. Well, that is an impressive try. Anyway, um, I did not do even half of that. I uh, took my kids school shopping. That's not impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did manage to buckle down and knit something for the first time in what feels like a long time. Actually, I did a couple of things uh, now that I remember. I did a new scarf using a new stitch pattern that I love. It's either called the alternating brioche stitch, stitch, the half brioche. Oh my gosh, I can't say that word. Can you say it? Brioche? Like the bread? Brioche. Yes. Thank you. Brioche. Either alternating half or reversible brioche stitch. So basically, um, it comes out looking very similar to a one by one rib except and i think i've mentioned this before somehow no matter what needles i use and no matter what yarn i use i always when i do one by one knit uh ribs they kind of close together so that you can't even see that there are ribs there it just looks like a double thick knit fabric so it looks very similar to a one by one rib except it doesn't collapse on itself it's thick but it's also squishy and airy and has a really beautiful drape. So I'm pretty thrilled with learning this random new stitch, which I found in a very, 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 very old book called The New Knitting Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Is that a family heirloom? Where uh, did yeah, you find it? Yeah, I did. I got it from my grandmother. Um, it's... It looks very old. It's not as old as it looks, but it looks pretty old. And it's got actually a lot of great stuff in it. The only downside is because it's very old. Um, all of the pictures are in black and white. And so seeing the stitches is actually pretty difficult. You got to kind of like do some test swatches to figure out what they really look like. But other than that, it's a, it's a pretty awesome stitch dictionary. And it's got some tips for for doing other knitting stuff too, which is great. And then I decided to make my daughter a skirt. So I knit her a skirt (laughs) with um, no pattern. I just decided to pick a diameter (laughs) and go with it. (laughs) What I basically did, though, was pretty simple. I cast on... The number of stitches I thought would fit her waist um, onto some circular needles. And all I really did was I did a band of one by one knit uh, rib for the waist and then divided it into six different parts. And after that, I just did stockinette stitch around. And every time I got to a marker, I would do a make one stitch. So I added six stitches every round so it's basically a circle skirt has she worn it yet or has it been too hot it's <laughs> she had she did actually wear it the day i um the day i binded it off the needles uh but it does need some finishing work i made it a little too big um so what i'm gonna do is get some i actually have some uh, elastic band that i'm gonna put on the the waist of it Congratulations. Do you have a picture? Thank you. I do not. But okay. if you've ever seen Elf, 
the <laughs> the way the skirt falls is kind of like um, Elf Zooey's skirt falls in the <clears throat> end, you know, when she's wearing her little elf skirt, uh-huh. and it kind of just bells out around her. It's kind of like, like that. That sounds cute. <laughs> yeah, it is actually pretty adorable on her, so I'm happy with it, but oh, so that, those are my accomplishments. You did a good job. Thank you. We both did. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Like I said, move, I will say it again, moving from Hawaii to Japan, mm-hmm. jiggly cheesecake. Wiggly jiggly cheesecake. Wiggly right. jiggly. If you haven't seen this, pause the podcast, Google it. Oh, yeah. Pull your, pull your car over if you're driving and pause. Because you're going to need Google to watch it. this with both eyeballs. Yes. It's a very fluffy, jiggly cheesecake. Sometimes it's called fluffy jiggly. Sometimes it's called jiggly wiggly. Sometimes it's called Japanese cotton cheesecake. It's got a lot of wonderful names that make you just need to try it. So Uh since I haven't, I want to. Uh Takes about a million eggs. So prepare yourself for that. I'm looking at a recipe that just a random recipe right here. Uh, eight egg yolks, thirteen egg whites. Heck yeah, that sounds wiggly and jiggly to me. Wiggly jiggly. I'm very nervous about this thing collapsing in on itself. Oh, definitely. My oven cooks things so wonky and unevenly. It is <sighs> absolutely going to burn on the outside and be completely raw in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> This is definitely going to happen. I'm very nervous. I mean, just scanning this thing. This is just a recipe. For disaster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, jeez. Recipe for disaster. It has you starting at one temperature, bake for 25 minutes, then reduce, and then another 55 minutes, then invert the cake. What? I am looking at one that is called... Simplified Simplified. Japanese cheesecake. Japanese cheesecake simplified. And it doesn't seem to have quite so many steps. And the author claims that it is foolproof. Hmm. We shall see what these fools can do. (laughs) Yeah, we have definitely proved them wrong before. These fools do some wrong proven all the time. <laughs> That's right. Definitely tune in next week. Google this. Watch it jiggle. Have watch a good time. And give it a try as well. We'll see who does it better. Us or you, random listener. Hey, random listener. How's your jiggly cheesecake? <laughs> yeah, you don't tell us because then you're afraid that we'll make fun of you instead of each other. Mm-hmm. I get it. I see it. I see you hiding. As you listen to our podcast? Yeah, send us a little, very short clips of your cheesecake jiggling. And please do Ooh. not take that as a euphemism for anything. Not so, a euphemism. We do not want to see anything else jiggle. I don't want to see anything jiggle but cheesecake. That's right. All right. We cleared that up. You can send the cheesecake jiggle videos to keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. And while you're busy interneting, you might as well check out our Facebook page so you can see all the sweet pictures of our Huapia pies. Mm-hmm. That we're definitely going to put up. That we're totally putting up in like five seconds from now. Yes. I 
guess that's it for us. You got anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, until next time, we'll, we'll be, be 